Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. Happy 4th of July, boys. Yeah, happy 4th of July. Yeah, fireworks are exploding. Yeah, I wanted to take I wanted to take this time to remember uh what President Whitmore said on the 4th of July. Which is, uh, of course, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. So, uh. Well said. <laughs> Chris, you could be a fictional president of the United States with that attitude. <laughs> a, a, very, a, very, um, a very often forgot, forgotten president is uh, President Whitmore. But anyways, yeah, happy 4th of July, guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, what are you playing? Firework, obviously. It's 4th of July. Obviously. <laughs> Goes without saying. <laughs> so how are you guys uh, celebrating your 4th of July this year? Uh, you know, with my two best friends drinking a beer, recording a podcast. What else do you do on the 4th of July? Yeah, like, not like go outside or anything. I'm staying away from that thing. No, yeah, there's right. there's barbecues with burgers and dogs and fireworks. I would rather be in my air-conditioned, darkened house with the shades drawn, recording a podcast with you guys. Yeah, outside is for the birds. Yeah. Uh, no, but knowing me on today, when you listen to this, as you should, on the, the day it's released, while you're driving to your barbecue, I will probably be climbing a mountain. Will you let a firework off at the top of the mountain? No, that's illegal to do in Glacier National Park. And we have forest fires here, so you got to be real careful with the fireworks. It's upsetting. It there is. You go. It is upsetting. It'd be the best yeah. place to, to light a firework off would be the top of the mountain. Yeah, well, we'll we always have a good fireworks show on, on Whitefish Lake that I can actually see from my condo. And it stays light here so late that uh, they don't light the fireworks off until around 1030. So after my long day of hiking, I'll come back. And uh, watch some fireworks from my deck, enjoying a nice beer. It sounds like a good 4th of July. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a bad one for sure. Now, how about you guys? Hopefully enjoying the 4th of July and not having to fix something in my house. Yeah, as we all remember from last week, you have a couple issues you're working on. But, you know, those aren't aren't issues you should be worried about on the 4th. Are you, are you hosting a, a party? No, no, our house is no. not. Our house is not people worthy yet. Yeah, you got to get that in ship shape for when chris and i show up it probably won't be ready for you guys either i'm just letting you know but the good thing is we don't care so <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like you guys may have to cuddle all together you dana chris cj all in one room on one bed on one floor well cj cj brings his own bed to the party so oh, so you guys can all stay in his bed then yeah it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be a crowded crib for sure yeah um yeah hopefully if if, if all goes according to plan i'll be uh at the Tennessee Lake House for the 4th of July. So we'll see how it goes. That's the game plan. But it all depends on how work decides to be. So mm, I hear that. But uh, yeah, in in co commiseration with you, why don't we start drinking? Yeah. Um, do you guys mind if I go first this week? No, you can, you can self-commiserate. I'm, okay, I'm, self I'm offended. You're offended? I'm offended oh, that you're going first. Um, listen, it, it's my right, my, my freedom to... To do this, uh, so actually, no. This is a big. This is a big, big, big moment for me right now. Big, big, uh, big. Because big, big, big. Because this is what I'm about to drink. This beer that I hold in my hand. If you go on my personal Untap page, will be my 2,000th distinct check-in 
right here. Wow. Ooh, That's a lot of which, beers. It is, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's. I feel like it was. It took forever. Really, it took less than four years. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is both impressive and depressing, I guess. But um, yeah, I was like, do you no, want to take a moment to reflect back on your 2,000 beers, or do you want to just drink your beer? No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to start with my first ever check-in. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to ask what is what was your first check-in. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. It would probably be, I bet you I would put money on it being like a heady topper or something like that. Cause I don't remember when I joined untapped, but you can, I know there's a record of this, but I'm not going to dig through my phone right now. I'm just going to get into this beer 2000. Okay. Well, Chris does that. I'm going to look up his first beer. <laughs> so what, what is the beer you are drinking? So this is actually a takeaway from Asheville that we had, um, green man brewing their rainmaker double ipa hang on hang on hang on i'm objecting i object to this you can't you can't object. yeah I, I, you can't object my 2000th beer no i agree you get, you, so it's been at least 12 baby elephant gifts that i've we've i've sent chris as a reminder to send us the beers from Asheville, and i'm a little bit a little bit offended that chris is drinking the first one on the podcast, even if it is his 2000th, without having shared the Asheville beer with me and Todd, we're eagerly, and I say that wholeheartedly, eagerly awaiting some beer shipments from Chris. Yeah, and we had like a draft for like extra beer and stuff. Like, this is getting ridiculous now. Which happened like two days ago or three days ago. It's not like... It's not like it happened like a year ago. Listen, if the, if this was Ober or I, the beers would have already been put in the mail, sent out, and we'd be drinking them right now. Yeah, but you yeah, don't this have is, kids. Today is the 4th of July. The bachelor party was <laughs> mid-June, and here we are. It wasn't mid-June. I, it was beginning of June. It was Yeah, yeah. Early June. And uh, Todd and I are still, <laughs> still thirsty. Well, I mean... You'll get them eventually. You knew this. You knew this. Go. I think I said I'm like the worst at sending out beer. So this is why when I was there, I was like, should we go to the post office to get the boxes to get everything ready to go? So all he has to do is drop them off. But I no. mean, if you would have packed them up while you were here, then yeah, that was probably the smartest but idea. We but had we had too much beer to be drinking. Yeah, too much stuff. They're they're coming. They're coming soon. But anyways, I mean, a couple more weeks, you might as well just freaking drive them to me. I mean, that's I'm just going to procrastinate enough. That's my plan. But um, but anyways, my 2000th beer is the Rainmaker Double IPA for Green Man Brewing. I don't want to hear this review. Doesn't matter. You're going to have to. No, no, you're drinking my beer right now. No, this is technically my beer. Well, I want to hear it. Todd, you can mute. You can mute. The okay, call. there you go. <laughs> take, your, take your headphones off. I'm formal protest. Take my headphones off. All right, that's fine. So 8.2 alcohol, but ABV, uh, 110 IBUs. So this, this bad boy is going to be hoppy. Uh, it says, see, look, also, maybe you guys won't like, you. I'll be like, oh, it's gross. And then I'll just keep them all. Um, so, <laughs> so you're saying you're doing us a favor. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Okay. So, That's not really uh, a favor that the, I want you to provide to me. Hey, you have your headphones off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is the mystery of the hop quotient, quotient that makes this IPA a mammoth. Insatiable hopheads, it is you I give this brew. Upon us, all, upon us all, a little rain must fall. Green man. That's a pretty cool little thing. So, But here we go. We'll get into it. Got some good haze going on. Uh, let's see. By the way, Chris's first check-in was Hetty Topper. Really? Yep. What do you give it as a rating? Called it. 475. Oh, wow. That's not what I expected. I would have expected me 
long ago to give that a five. Well, so, your second beer check-in was a five. Was it Focal Banger? It was Sip. Sip oh, of Sunshine. Okay. 5.0. All right, yeah. Sip of Sunshine is no longer a five for me. But anyways, so my 2000th beer is pretty good, pretty delicious. It, the 110 IBUs come through pretty strong, get a decent amount of bitterness, bitterness, more so up front than towards the back. The back gets a little bit more, a little bit more juicy. Uh, definitely some more uh, like citrus notes towards the back. You can, you know, it's kind of weird. It's eight point two percent, but you can taste. It's a little, it's a little boozy. Like you can taste a little bit of the booze, which sometimes you can't. I've never had a beer with triple digit IBUs where I couldn't taste the booze. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like when I have a really bitter IPA like that, a lot of times I get very strong boozy flavors. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I think that's, maybe. I think that's about right. I guess. I guess there there isn't really enough going on to maybe cover it up as much. I don't know. But but yeah, no, definitely gets a little bit of the booze. Um, it's bitter, but it's not like I don't. Know, to me, it's not overwhelmingly bitter. But I know I like those those bitter beers. And like I said, it, it, it kind of hits you up front and then like mellows out with some juicy juiciness and then like the touch of the alcohol. So um, it's a really really solid beer. Um, I mean, you guys can talk about it, but Green Man was a pretty pretty sweet spot that we went to before driving home. Wish we got to spend a little bit more time there personally. But yeah, I was a little too hungover to really appreciate <laughs> the place, but their original tap room was pretty cool, and uh, as well as their new brewery. It's kind of cool to see like where they came from and where they are now. But um, you know, it's yeah, right in that little triangle section of Asheville where they have all of the great all of the greats all of the favorites and um I don't know what did you think of it Todd I thought it was awesome I thought the beer was really good uh, I had a cool vibe um you know I liked the new tap room I thought it was you know very very nice and very you know it basically just your standard tap room one of the unique things they had upstairs in the tap room was they had this like little Zen sand garden with all of these rocks that you could play with and stack. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was something I've never like. That was their own fun little spin on it. Yeah, I I will say I like the old tap room better. The like the bar thing that they had next door to their new tap room. Um, I could see myself hanging out in that bar for a little bit and just sitting down at the at, just sitting down and just drinking a few beers. Yeah, yeah. It def it definitely had that like you know grungy you know style brewery, yeah like, i was gonna say you know. authentic southern like there was like corrugated steel that was a little rusty and a bunch of old stickers and just all their equipment in the back you could you could see it was the labor of love that had gone into that place and and like i said where where they had been and where they are now it was cool to see and i think one of the best parts about that is despite the fact that it looked grungy in the old tap room they had a, a health certificate sign up on the wall that gave, gave them an a so I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one thing that Connecticut doesn't have that they should really hashtag get on this is is the the letter grades of all of the health inspection of everywhere. Like it's all over Montana. You can't go in a place without seeing what everything gets graded for their health inspection. Would you? So, would you go I, into I a like place that. that was a C? If the food was really good, I mean, I would think twice about it. Put it that way. It would be. How about a B? Be, Does a B pause you? I to be honest, I haven't seen many places here that are below a B plus. Most places are an A or A minus. I wonder if like the ones that are lower than that, they like hide it. Oh, it's you, in plain sight, but it's hidden. Like yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> be like, oh no, it's right over there. But you'd have to like they just print a bunch of other letters all around it, like <laughs> right. <laughs> we are the great ift brewery. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um but i think my 2000th beer on untapped getting back to uh the rainmaker i think i'm gonna give it a four uh solid beer uh i generally i think i like the um i definitely like more of a new england style more juiciness uh with like i don't know like a more a well-hidden bitterness i guess or maybe like a the booziness at the end kind of throws me off a little bit but uh but it's a good beer um I'm excited to drink the rest of the the beers that we got from them. So yeah, well, so while Todd looks up the average, what do you think the average is going to be? My, I think the average is going to be a four point two two. Okay, and and I before we get the reveal from Todd, I wanted to just say, um, you have had. Do you want to guess how many check ins you've had of sip of sunshine? Your second checked in beer. Twenty three. You're close. It's 21 sip of sunshine okay. check-ins you've had, which is pretty All good. Right. I usually yeah. don't go through the effort to check in beers I've already had, but um, I definitely don't. I know this is your 2000th unique check-in. You have had 2571 total check-ins. 2572 yeah. once you log this one in. Yeah, it's gonna be big. It's gonna be a big deal. I'm gonna yeah. cry. <laughs> so uh, the actual average is 4.01. Okay, so I was a little low. Yeah, but I mean, you have to do better. <laughs> but your guess of the uh, average was high as well. I did, yes. I, I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be higher. I can see how this could appeal to a lot of folks. Um, but apparently apparently I was uh I was I was the folks in question. So but yeah, really good. Um glad we I could bring some Asheville love from the Bachelor Party and make it part of the podcast and part of the uh, uh Christmas history. Tour. Yeah. Yeah, right? This is gonna go down. What was one thousand? My 1,000th beer was the 2016 120-minute IPA. What did you give it? Uh, which I ha- which I unlocked in 2017, so I'd been aging it for a year. I gave it a 425. Nice. I also have one more of those bottles from the 16 version that I still have that I've just been holding on to. So, so there you go. All right, so I'm going to go second this week. I have a beer I'm excited to bring, and... For the listeners, I apologize. I know you guys like hearing me do cocktails and stuff, but I have so many great Portland beers, a lot of them hazy IPAs that I've been putting the cocktails on hold for a little bit, and I'm going to bring another hazy IPA from Berlick Brewing out of Portland called Fuzzbox. Um, When I cracked this baby open, it was intense hop aroma, so I'm really excited to dig right into this one today. Um, Berlick is in Portland itself. And according to the website, Berlick means of barley in Old English. That's and cool. It's got like the old nice. fashioned like A and E as one letter kind of thing. That's the, uh, you know, the original way. So yeah, this is again, their hazy IPA and uh, cheers. This is like the fourth or fifth or 10th hazy IPA Obert's had in the pot, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love them and I can't get them too easily here. So Hey, I don't blame I you. I, I love you too. How many how many Portland beers do you have left now at this point? Probably I've probably been through half of the twenty one I've brought back. So ten and a half if you count this one. <laughs> this nice. half drink. So right off the way, right off the bat, I get a strong lemon flavor, which is something that I haven't had in too many hazy IPAs before this one. Like a lemon so, rind or like a lemon like sour? It's not sour at all. Not not lemon. 
rind. Like lemongrass almost? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, like you both were saying, lemongrass and more lemon flavor than lemon rind, I guess, yeah. Um, this is really good. It's not super thick, as you can kind of see, compared to a lot of other hazies I've had. This isn't all that um, thick, like a lot of lactoses we've had on the, the pod before. But um, all in all, Berlick is they're really good. I've had I didn't make it to the brewery when I was in Portland, but I brought maybe four of their beers back. So I'm not I'm probably not going to bring them on the pod again. But from the ones I've tried, they make some damn fine IPAs. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I'm With, I'm a big fan of beers that feature lemon. Oh. I don't know. I'm noticing that about myself in my 2,000 beers that I've had. I, I really enjoy <laughs> the, the lemony ones. Yeah, you know, it's not a flavor I see in IPAs all that often. I think it works really well in, obviously, a Rattler, but maybe something more like a like a UFO or something a little more lighter in summertime. And this, it's it's not the right... It's not the right fit for me in a hazy, unfortunately. Um, even though this is a very good beer, I'm only going to give this um, a 3.75 because I know Berlick can do better. And um, I was just, with that intense hop aroma, I was expecting a little bit more. Um, but by no means is this a bad beer as, I mean, I don't give out 3.75s lately. So this is still very, very drinkable and enjoyable. So do you do you want to take a guess as to what you think what you think the the universe thinks of this beer? And by I universe, I mean untapped users. I think the universe thinks this is a three point nine. Very close. Uh, so they're more on your side than the three point nine side. So three point eight three. Okay. For, for from the universe, so uh, you're pretty pretty spot on there. Yeah, not, not yeah. too bad. It's a pretty good score. Pretty pretty much right in the middle. Like right, you know, people are like, I don't know if it's three seventy five or a four. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but I don't want to keep deprived Tut any longer from his beer. Sweet. So today I am bringing a beer to the pod called Focused Haze from City Steam Brewery in Hartford. Uh, it's a brew pub in downtown Hartford. As you guys can see, the can is very interesting. It's got kind of like an 80s type of like neon type of vibe, like a, a Stranger Tron. Things type of vibe. Ultron. Ooh, yeah. Tron, it definitely looks like that. It's got that like or big Tron. blocky text with... The neon pink and blue and like high reflective, yeah, like Terminator almost. I don't know. It's just like, it's 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 very cool stylistically. Eighties, eighties futuristic. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really cool font. Yeah. Um, they describe this as loads of flaked wheat and oats provide a silky texture for the fresh, juicy flavors of mosaic and citra, while also providing a hazy orange appearance. Massive dry hopping creates a complex medley of fruit flavors, including mixed berries, juicy apricot, and ripe orange. Nice. Hmm. It sounds tasty. It sounds like a fruit basket in your mouth. Yeah, and <laughs> as you guys can see, I mean, it is pretty hazy. Yeah, it's got some good haze there. Yeah, we've mm. talked about City Steam a handful of times in the pot, I feel. We never featured him, though, right? I don't think so. No, I don't no, think this so. is our first. Yeah, yeah. I I remember. I think I went there with. I assume with Tud, uh, once a long time ago, <laughs> and I mean the beers weren't bad, but they didn't like wow me by any means. Yeah, they're they're just they're solid. They're just a good little brewery in downtown Hartford. That's that's there. I mean, they're doing better now days, uh, but. They're just they're just kind of there. They just kind of go about their own business. Um, this is pretty good. You can definitely taste the the oats. Um, get a little orange flavor. I wouldn't say this is probably the, it's not the best IPA I've had, but I you know I wouldn't 
turn it away if I was at a bar and I saw it on tap. Um, I don't get a lot of mixed berry. I don't know how you taste mixed berry in an IPA, so I was actually kind of hoping for something there. Um, yeah, it's it's got a little bit of bitterness on the back end, a little bit too much bitterness for me. Chris, you would probably really like this because it's a little bit more bitter. Overall, I'd probably give this 3.5. Okay. Three five. All right. Yeah, I know you are not the biggest um, fan of City Steam, but I, I, you also mentioned, like you said, they got a new brewer. Seems like they're turning a new leaf. I I love it as a, a place to go and drink beer when I'm in downtown Hartford after like a UConn sporting event. Yeah, it's very good for that. Maybe there's better beer places, but I haven't found any. It's it's in an old department store. There's like seven different floors there which is interesting because it's not a seven-story building there's just all these like half flights of stairs all over the place it's a it's a cool architectural building a very neat bar it's a good place to go when you're in hartford and you want to drink a beer yep i couldn't couldn't agree anymore um one fun fact about them they heat their kettles with uh steam let off by the pipes from the city of hartford from hartford city steam heat generating plant that's i can't believe i didn't know that because it obviously it's part of the name and i you know it's one of those one of those things that you never really question where the name came from but that's really interesting and um that's a good on them to use some some more efficient energy generation than a lot of other breweries you know yeah. I know a lot of breweries claim how green they are and they use solar energy and all that stuff but uh co-generation for the win with city steam yeah that's really cool i didn't didn't know that at all but um do you want to do you want to take a stab at what you think the the untapped universe thinks of this i'm going to say 3.94 very close 3.98 so, Ooh. Ooh. wow yeah, it was pretty close yeah, yeah i think it's i think it's about a four so you're about a half half a step off but like you said you don't you don't really care for the bitter the bitterness which i i don't know i, I it's baffling to me that you guys aren't the biggest fan of bitterness i know bitterness isn't a complete turnoff but no it's not know. a complete turnoff at all it's just this is a little bit more bitter than i like yeah, I like bitter stuff. Like people who have drank with me know I like Negronis, and it's definitely an acquired taste because it's so bitter. Mm. But you, as we've talked about on the pod, I'm not a double IPA, super IBU kind of guy. Which is, mm. you know, hey, whatever floats your boat. In yeah, my case, that's what's great about I, beer. You know? I float my boat with low IBU, high hopped, late added hop beers so Ju- juicy juicy hazies that's what floats <laughs> my boat <laughs> but i i know it was a big hit when we did it recently and being the fourth of july and all i wasn't sure if you would want to do some america themed beer trivia Ooh, yes i think so yeah i'm in for that i mean i, I mean, as long as we don't cheat this time and as Chris the defending champion <laughs> Yeah. As the smartest beer beer person on the podcast, I'm, that's still that results still under formal protest. <laughs> yeah, so I, I my, think I need my signaling device. Yeah, there we go. Wait, wait, I didn't hear it. There we go. <laughs> All right, are you ready to buzz in as well, Todd? Okay, and we need we need a, a sound clip for our patented um, timer music. Can you give us a little bit of uh, a little bit of thinking music, Todd? Yep. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so we're ready. Right. We're ready. Get ready um, to hear that a bunch of times, folks. Defending, defending champion Chris. Do you want to go first or second? I'll I'll defer. Okay, just like the Patriots. It's, I always, I always kick it. Always kick it. I'll get in the second half. <laughs> okay. 
This is this is a a true test of your memory, Todd. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Question one: What is a labiorphilist? Do 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 do. Person who collects beer bottles. All right. Oh, come on. <laughs> I win. <That's> Bullcrap. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That was that was a good one. Um, only because I wanted to see how how good your memory from two weeks ago was. Said he listened to the episode today. Uh, you know, yeah, I didn't. I forgot. I couldn't ask you because I gave it to you last time. But I wanted to see Ted out of shot. Okay. So question two, Chris, I want you to tell me. You didn't buzz in. He did not buzz in. Maybe I should dock him a point for that. But Of uh, course, I would get screwed out of this game. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, question two. What is the uh-huh. difference between a porter and a stout? Do, 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 do. If you go back to, like, episode, like, like 12, like, we talk about this. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, and, I, I'm again, this, I, the first two are, this is a warm-up here. I wanted to see how you guys are doing on your back episodes of Drinking Alone with Friends. Uh, so nowadays, uh, not much, but, uh, originally it was the difference between using, uh, roasted and non-roasted barley in their brews. So. Okay. That wasn't the answer I was going for. Uh, Todd, can you, can you maybe, what do you think the difference between a porter and a stout is? Um, the difference, I mean, I, I feel like that's what we discussed, but alcohol content as well. I mean, stouts tend to be heavier. Yeah. That was the second part of of the question the the answer was that yeah stouts are stronger and uh a little higher in alcohol than porters yep so i get two points Woo-hoo. i you know we, formal protest, <laughs> formal protest. <laughs> <laughs> because i did that segment <laughs> yeah you did do that segment um but i feel like it wasn't a complete answer without the the to me, the key difference was the alcohol content. Woohoo! Well, yeah, all right, I guess. Suck it, Chris. It's <laughs> like a freaking Nazi Trebek right here. <laughs> all right. This, oh, this, this game's over. <laughs> this is welcome to beer trivia, the segment where one of the contestants is always annoyed at at how the questions are presented. <laughs> Okay, but this is one that that I think both of you are going to have a shot at here because we're looking for a closest, and I'm not saying without going over, this is closest, period, um, to the correct answer. I want to hear the date of when was Prohibition repealed? Ted, you go first. This is, and this is what the first American, America-themed, 4th of July-themed question. I know the year, so that's helpful. Okay, maybe... Maybe I want both of you, Chris. I want you to take your headphones out. I'll signal you when it's time. All right. I feel like this is really against me. No, no, no. Because this way you both get a shot. I was just reading this too. Um, there's a lot of not talking going on. Tud's looking it up. I can tell. <laughs> Obert's looking it up for Tud. I can tell. <laughs> yes. March sixth, nineteen thirty-three. Okay, Chris. Let's see what you have for a guess. I'm gonna say. June twenty third, uh, two thousand <laughs> and eighteen eighty five. I have no idea. Okay, um, well, I don't know how you did at home, listeners, but Tud knocked it out of the park on this one. He, uh, his guess was March nineteen thirty three. The correct answer was December fifth, nineteen thirty three. So, so I got the year right. That, that's that's a bonus. Just nine months off. Yeah. 
No, I would have um, guessed something else. <laughs> I had my headphones in. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't want it to be a penalty to get to, you know, it was his question. I wanted him to have a, the first shot at it. So, um, all right. So we're three nothing here. Chris. Well, I mean, we'll see how the formal protest gets back. <laughs> two, we're at two and a half to, to 0. 0.5. Because uh, I'll give you both half credit for that one. No, but, no, you can't give half credits. Right, so you get zero credits, and I get one whole credit. <laughs> Welcome no. to Beer Trivia, where both of the contestants mutiny against the host. <laughs> I'm your host, no. Obert. And, uh, you don't, you don't get half credits. I didn't get a half credit Chris. last time when I answered half Chris, the question. why did the pilgrims land at Plymouth Rock? Don't look it up, Chris. I'm, I'm not. Um, because... It was the easiest place for them to dock their boats. That is incorrect. Tud for the yeah, seal. I figured. It was the place where they, they were, well, they were escaping religious persecution in England, so they left, and they thought they were going to India. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> they had a bunch Go of beer on, on board. They, they thought they were going to Jamestown, but they ended up north because of a, a navigation error. So they just ended up landing at Plymouth. Um, so the correct answer for all of our drinking along with friends at home is they ran out of beer. They ran out of beer, so they needed to stop to make some more. So that was why they decided Plymouth Rock was the spot. So it's a fun little uh, beer trivia for you. That is interesting. Yeah. Okay. My next question here is, um, for we me. all, this is for Tud, right? So we all know that a wine connoisseur is called a sommelier. Mm -hmm. What do you call a beer connoisseur? Do, 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 Cicerone. That is correct. Jesus. Wow, so it is it is three and a half or four to zero or a half. <laughs> or one. Okay. Um Chris, this is your last question before the lightning round. Um we asked about the oldest breweries in North America last year. Last last episode. And we talked about how Yingling was the oldest brewery in the United States. What year did Yingling form? And again, this is a this is a closest Closest wins. Do 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 do. Todd, what is your guess? Seventeen seventy-six. Um, Chris, you were closer as it was founded in eighteen twenty-nine, one hundred eighty-nine oh, wow. years ago. That was very close. As Eagle Brewing, and um, just for our listeners at home, I just wanted to read off the. The rest of the list of the oldest breweries in America, you know, to keep with this Fourth of July theme. These could be future questions you ask us, though. Yeah, but you know, it being Independence Day, I wanted to just do some American history beer trivia. So I think the next beer trivia might be more general in terms of alcohol uh, than other than beer. But uh, Yingling is the oldest. F and M Schaefer of Schaefer Brewing. Uh, three is our fa favorite. Award-winning beer, Pabst, Pabst Brewing Company. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Four is uh, Minhas Craft Brewing, or Craft Brewery. And five is Anheuser-Busch, founded in St. Louis, Missouri, 1852. Have you ever had Minhas? I didn't know it was a, a thing. I, do, uh, I don't either. First, 
Oh, okay. Maybe I assume they're out of business by now, but who like knows? This, I feel like we could look this up. We probably could. Yeah. How do you, sp- how do you spell it? M-I-N-H-A-S. No, they're still open. Oh, we got to get them on the podcast for- um, a- In Wisconsin. Okay. We got to get Chris's sister to uh, <laughs> report back. I'll have, to, I'll have to reach out to her. Okay. So the we are at four to one, I believe. Yes. Yes. Well, four to two. No, three to two. <laughs> so we're going to continue with our lightning round. You guys are going to have an easier time for sure. And this is really just to impress the audience more than uh, more than to give them even a chance to guess. But I'm going to name a state. You guys are going to go back and forth, and you're going to name beers brewed in that state. Okay. Okay. Oh, so <clears throat> just to touch on this from last time, um, I thought of a brewery from Alabama, and I actually had them on the show once. So. Good job, me. <laughs> Trim tab brewing out of Birmingham, Alabama. Ah. Mm. But anyways, continue with the lightning round. Okay. Of yeah. This, this so farce of a show. <laughs> next is next is Tud, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Cue the lightning round background music that I am sure Chris is playing under us right now. <laughs> All right. Tud. <laughs> California. Sierra Nevada. Chris, Colorado. Am I going to win? You're gonna win because you're leading four to one. Uh, I know Boulder Brewing Company's in Colorado, so yeah, I, we're looking for beers. But he said Sierra Nevada. I know, I know. I realized that I, I forgot about the segment. <laughs> okay. I forgot how Sierra the segment Nevada. works. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Okay, name a Boulder Brewing Company beer. I don't know if I know any. Um, would you say? Did you say Dale's Pale Ale? Oh, is that? that a, that's not Boulder. That's not that's Boulder Oscar Brewing Blue. Company. No, I know. Okay, Dale's Pale Ale. Fine. <laughs> Um, you just ten, helped them. You just ten, cheated. Ten fifty. Ten fifty. There you go. <laughs> also, just cheated. You just told them the Oscar Blues is basically from Colorado. You uh, didn't know that. And Asheville. Um, Chris or Tud, Connecticut. Focus days. Uh, Chris, Delaware. Uh, uh, the Dogfish Head sixty minute IPA. Tud, Florida. Highlight by Cigar City. Ooh, okay, here we go. Chris, Georgia. Oh, uh, the four twenty IPA by Sweetwater. Okay, well, we did four last time. We did five. Wait, California. Six. By the way, 420 is not, a, not an IPA. I feel like you failed. Give it back to me. Kick it over to me. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> okay, Todd, uh, Hawaii. Kona. Uh, Kona Ale. I think it's just called Kona Ale. Do they have a beer called Kona Ale? I don't think so. Isn't it just ale? Like this, that's just. I don't oh, no, Big Wave. Kona. It's called Big Wave. I don't know about that. It's well, big wave. We had we had a little. I think Georgia and Hawaii cancel each other out for sure. But uh, unfortunately, in the lightning round, you did not you did not overcome Tud, Chris, and uh, no, I did not. So Tud is is the winner. So we're tied one to one. Woo! Suck it, Chris. Even I with mean, the it's... formal protest, I think Tud still won. Even if we give you the point. Yeah, but, but he I, also I... he also had the repeat question from last round. <laughs> You you had the repeat question of of porter versus stout, so yeah, which I got right. <laughs> okay, you did not get it right. I did. I did too get it right. No, false. So we are tied one to one. Um, we'll have to we'll have to go back to beer trivia sometime in the future. But uh, and I hope you all learned a little something about America today on this on this Independence Day. We're celebrating all together. Oh wait, hang on, time out. I totally forgot about the questions you guys texted me. Okay, so I ask each of you to submit a question for the other. 
So this is a no stealing round. Okay. And um, some of these are harder than others. I'm not going to say whose is harder, but um, let me start with, with Todd's question for Chris. Okay. Which is not a style of beer? A, a Rogan beer, R-O-G-G-E-N-B-I-E-R, Rogan beer. B, a Rausch beer, R-A-U-C-H-B-I-E-R. C, a Grodziski, G-R-O-D-Z-I-S-K-I-E, Grodziski. Or D, they are all styles of beer. None of the above. Do, 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 I have no clue. I feel like D's there just to like throw you off. I'm going to say, I'm going to say C. Chris went with the Grodziski. Yeah. It's actually the, the Roggen beer. Ah, a. Okay. But good question. I like that one, Todd. Yeah, I, f- I figured it was good. I'll have to remember that next time I have a beer, but I don't know what, what style it is. Like, this is a American Roggen beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought this was a good one from Chris. What is a xenosilicophobia? What is xenosilicophobia? Okay, so it's some type of fear. Phobia. Xenosilicophobia. Yeah, xenosilicophobia. Xenosilicophobia. Can you spell it? C-E-N-O-S-I-L-L-I-C-A phobia. Okay, so it's the fear of something. <laughs> the, the fear of beer? No. And I can tell you have this fear, Todd, because I see you have a full glass of... You went for you went for a, a double pour tonight, but it is the fear of an empty glass. Oh, that's good. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. They're both good so, ones, so... Um, um, but I guess that, that brings beer trivia to a close. So with that, I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment where we hoist our three handled frosty mug of wisdom, where we share our life advice, the things we love, our non sinosilicophobia filled lives with you. And we, we share, share stuff that you should do or see or enjoy. Why don't you go first, Todd? Sure. So my handle today we talked about this before on the podcast, and I actually kind of thought it was a little bit of a joke when we did it. But at the same time, I feel like it needs to be shared because it's actually something that I really do enjoy. So my handle is Justin's Peanut Butter. Oh. <laughs> I thought this was already a handle. Uh, it was not. Oh, We okay. talked about it. We had a full-on conversation about it, but we never actually had it as a handle. Um, Justin's Peanut Butter is all-natural peanut butter. It's uh, it's pretty expensive for a jar of it. It's like six bucks uh, for peanut butter, which is kind of outrageous. Okay. But they have a- I'm already sold. Keep talking. <laughs> but they have a variety of fl- <laughs> they have a variety of flavors, including honey and uh, I think there's a maple flavor, chocolate flavor. But it's all natural. It's really good. Uh, pick it up in any grocery store. It's either in the pe- it's actually both in the peanut butter section and usually in like the whole food section. Justin's peanut butter. They're not a sponsor of this pod. Justin, if you're listening, as I'm sure you are, reach out to me. I want a sponsorship. So other than it being more expensive and it having flavors. Why do you like, like, why would our listeners go and, and seek this out? What makes it so good? It's all natural. So it's not processed. It's, um, you know, it's got this, it's got like the separation between the peanut butter and the oil. So that way, you know, it's actually real on like Skippy's, which is disgusting or Jif, which is disgusting. Jif is amazing. I'm going to kick and, you off the podcast. An overly sweet, like Justin's peanut butter is literally just peanuts. There's no added chemicals. There's no added sugars. There's no added anything. I, I have to I have to contest and say it's not processed, but regular peanut butter is. What do you mean by processed? Yeah, <laughs> I meant like like 
like if you go get like like Jif, which is awful. Which is the best peanut butter ever, yeah. It's got like added sugar, it's got added ingredients to it. It's not just like when you look at the ingredients list, it's not just peanuts. Right. When you look when you look at Justin's peanut butter, it's only ingredients, it's peanuts. Unless you're getting one unless you're getting one of the flavored ones. Yeah. I agree that that straight up natural peanut butter is better, but I will say that all peanut butter is processed to turn there's a process in which peanuts become peanut butter and that that has happened in justin's peanut butter there is a process it is processed yeah but it's not like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah okay I, so the, I, the, I the peanuts I, are smushed into a peanut butter it's nothing it's not like they're adding extra ingredients into the smushing of the peanut butter or the peanuts it would make oh, george really? carver washington proud on this independence day oh really, oh, really ted i'm looking at the ingredients list and uh, dry roasted peanuts and palm oil. Okay, so depends on which one you're looking at. This is the original, the classic dry roasted peanuts, palm oil. Those are the ingredients. So whereas Jif, it's just delicious. It says, "Oh, <laughs> their ingredient says it's delicious." And don't even worry about it. Don't even <laughs> Google this because don't you even don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> delicious wink. <laughs> yeah, they're. Just so we're aware, Justin's peanut or Jeff's peanut butter is roasted peanuts and sugar contains less than two percent of molasses, fully hydrogenated vegetable oils, soybean, and rape rapeseed, 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 mono, and deglycerides and salt. You know what? I think there's only one way to get to the bottom of this. It's an Instagram poll. We got to ask our <laughs> listeners out there: Are you a all natural peanut butter fan, or are you a choosy mom? And we'll let the listeners decide which one is better. This is bad podcasting, but I'm looking up the ingredients list for Jif right The natural Jif right now. No, 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 no. You don't get to switch up the conversation. You've been harping on Jif. I, I mean, I would take Jif over your garbage peanut butter any day. But also, I do enjoy the natural Jif, Jif as well. So, And you guys don't get Teddy down there, right? Teddy is good. I, I honestly, I don't look for peanut butter until I, until I see that big, the big red label. I don't even bother. <laughs> it's not worth it. Apparently, Teddy is. Leg- I'm looking at the ingredients right now. It's literally just legit peanuts, dry roasted peanuts, and salt. Yeah, Teddy's, is, and it's cheap too. It's cheaper than than. So maybe uh, I'm. So you know, what? I'm switching my handle. My handle is no, not going to be No, you can't. It's going to be. It's going to be Teddy. All right, guys, I'm going to go next. My <laughs> handle this week. <laughs> uh, no, um, I think I I am ready to go though with, with my middle handle. Um, I'm going to continue a long-running Obert theme of the podcast. That's that's. Should I buy on Amazon? Should I buy on Amazon? Sure, but also like house hacks, just like ways to make your house better. Um, when I moved into my condo, it came with a Nest thermostat, and I was like, "Yeah." Oh, you have know. one of those things? I don't know if I need one of these, but it's cool that it has it. And I tell you, you can what, turn it on with your phone. You can turn it on with your phone, and I would not. I can't. Couldn't go back now. You got scheduling. You got. Um. You know. You can. I, what I do is I, when I leave work, I hit. You know, turn the AC on, so I don't have to worry about if I'm working late. I have to worry about my house getting wasting all the energy cooling off without me inside. So, um, it's great too in the winter when you know I want to make sure that I can turn my my thermostat up when I'm at home and ready to come back after a long day of skiing. And I think it saves you money in the long run by, you know, being just more energy efficient. So even though there is the initial purchase, if you didn't move into a house that had one already, <laughs> I think um, I highly recommend getting a smart programmable thermostat. Um, 
I've only used the Nest. I really love it, but I'm sure there's a lot of other brands out there that would do the same thing. Um, we'll be putting the the Amazon link to Nest in the show notes. So check that out if you want to save money and be more comfortable, which, I mean, who doesn't? Now, is Nest just like, is it also home security and that type of stuff too? They do that stuff. I only own thermostat. Um, I'm not big into the whole home security thing. You know, you can try and rob me, but good luck. Is it because your pet bear or and or moose are sitting behind the door looking at the people coming in? Well, they take shifts, but yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I have to I have to turn our mug um, 120 degrees and hand it off to Chris so he can grasp that third handle and give us his his daily dose, his weekly scoop of advice. Yeah. So uh, something that is pretty cool that we have um, is a uh, Nick's Play picture frame. Um, I don't know. You you guys might have seen it uh, in my house, but it's a it's a digital picture frame with like an online uh, like an app that you can use and you upload all your pictures to this like cloud service and then it feeds to your picture frame that way. It's really cool. You don't have to like deal with, you know, putting in SD cards and taking them out and all that stuff. I think we're way past those old school picture frames like that, but <laughs> those old school digital picture frames. <laughs> um, but the really cool thing about it is uh, if you there's like also a networking feature almost. So my mom, for example, my mom has one so I can go online and upload pictures of CJ directly to her and it'll upload directly to her picture frame. So oh, that's it, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And and vice versa, like she can send us pictures or whatever, you know. And uh so it's it's pretty cool. Like you can go online and you just you create your account when you get your frame and it'll uh it'll update uh whoever's on your friends list and you know, you can keep That's your awesome. family. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You can keep your family in the loop. Like it makes a, it makes it a lot easier with CJ because I have all these pictures and like I just can send them right to people. It's really Oh, I really get cool. the snaps. Yeah, I get it. So oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> let me. I had a couple questions about this. So, what's the name of the picture frame again? Uh, Nix Play N I X Play N I X Play. Okay, mm -hmm. and you just log on. You just make an account, and then you make friends. Yeah, yeah. You can add people to your like your. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's necessarily a friends list or whatever. But yeah, your you share can, list. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So any pictures that you put on there will like automatically show up on your mom's picture frame. Not necessarily. Like I ha I would have to upload them and then like send them to her playlist. Right. That's what I mean. So, but like she doesn't even, it just like, will just show up one day. She'll be like, Oh look, a new picture of CJ. Yeah. 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 Okay. As long as she has it set to like, you know, accept the pictures. Yeah. So what you're saying is I need to make a Nick's account and friend you. So uh, that way <laughs> I can just put a little couple surprises in your playlist. I mean, honestly, I think you might be able to just do that. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I, I like this it's plan. It's sticking in a box. Uh, no, it won't. It won't. It would be everything would be family friendly for sure. But it's I very think, tasteful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. No, <laughs> I think I think I got to do this just to. Uh, so every one out of a hundred pictures on your on your playlist, It'd just be a little a little overt surprise if something funny that I photoshopped. Uh, yeah, but but that's pretty. It's pretty cool. Uh, I would highly recommend it, especially if you're trying to keep in touch with like family that's you know eight nine hundred miles away. So 
No, that's anything really more cool. Than, yeah. If they're have, farther than that, though, you're screwed. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't this, I don't have any family within 900 miles, so. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ober. You can't use this. But no, I do have, I mean, some really incredible Montana pictures that I'd love to share, so. It's worth worth checking out. Maybe it's a good, hopefully none of my family listens to this, because maybe it'll be a good Christmas present. See, there you go. But I hope they're all listening, because they're supportive. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, family go back and skip that part <laughs> <laughs> and so with that we'd like to thank the breweries today who provided today's beer i'm going to go first with Focus haze from city steam brewery i would like to thank green man brewing for my 2000th beer the rainmaker double ipa Woohoo! i'm going to thank Bearlick brewing for the Fuzzbox hazy india pale ale Please make sure that you guys are going and following us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and untapped at DAWF Podcast. Also, hashtag follow the email, DAWFpodcast at gmail.com with all your questions, comments, and just general thoughts. Um, make sure you're going on to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. That way people can find us and know that we're awesome. If you don't like us, leave us a one-star review. We're going to roast you on the podcast and pretty much destroy it. Um, make sure you're using our... M- Amazon affiliate link. You will see the links for the items that were discussed today for today's handles. Also, make sure that you guys are going on to Patreon and subscribing. We are going to be throwing up exclusive content on there for you guys to listen. So those of you who have subscribed, thank you very much. Those of you who have not, screw you guys and go on there and subscribe right now. You are not very good at getting us over. <laughs> like, hey, don't tell people to give us a one-star review and then screw you for not giving us money. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. hey guys if you hate the podcast thanks for listening thanks for hate listening let us know and don't give us money right no screw them if they hate listen still pay us okay <laughs> oh and when you use our amazon affiliate link this is a new new segment in the outro i just want to let everybody know one really expensive item that they can buy and this you will hear this per week Ooh, i like this so we're, we're sharing things that you can buy on amazon that would make us dozens of dollars correct <laughs> So, for item number one on the list of the most expensive things you can buy on Amazon, this is an expensive food item. This is, you can buy 672 cans of canned canned meat survival food for $8,459. Okay, preppers, you heard it here. There you go. Support the show. And so with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris, or C2K as they like to call me in the untapped world. (laughs) And I'm Obert. And remember... If you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I can't wait for people to buy this survival meat. So yeah, how long would that last you? I don't know. 672 cans, so I mean... It could probably last almost a year. How much How much can survival beer are you? You know, actually, my nickname in college was can survival meat, believe it or not. 